Gotcha. Hello, 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 everybody. We are back for another Monday of Common Sense Uncensored. And this is going to be a really good show today because we have Dr. Rick Becker in the house and we are going to be talking about the property tax initiative. But first, I want to remind everybody that if you'd like some Grand Forks best source merchandise, you can go to gfbsmerch.com. And as always, follow us on Rumble live from one to two or afterwards if you are busy at that point in time. And any questions or comments, you can call. 701-213-0863. So, welcome, Dr. Becker. How you been lately? Good. Good, <laughs> Good and busy and, yeah. Well, I, I got a couple of really important questions to ask you. I'm, I'm, I'm out there doing my thing. I'm getting, I'm getting signatures. So, I'd like to ask you, do you have any idea what the current signature count is, where we're at? I don't. Um, I, I, I don't. Okay, that's all right. I, it's, so the thing is that I would like to give a good solid update, but there are so many, just like what you've said, you're out there getting signatures. Right. There are so many people that are that have texted me saying, hey, I've got a few packets of signatures that um, what I have in hand is far less than what's out there. I hate to give a number of only what I have in hand because it will, you know, feel people be disheartened maybe because it's not as much as what we want. Based on um, what I have in hand and what if I were to do an honest estimate, I would say we're <clears throat> maybe not more than a third of the way there. Okay. Um, and probably right about that. Now, what I mean by a third is not the 31000 we need to get, but the 45000 that we, we'd like. That our goal is right. So we're probably a third of the way there. Um, you know, it's, it's tough getting, get doing this on a purely volunteer basis. And, um, part of that is, is, is exactly why we don't have the numbers. It's because it's almost impossible to be truly organized when you don't have a, an organizational structure where you're paying people and you have, you know, meetings and turn-ins it's, it's just people out there doing their best and then they're getting other people and they're getting other people and, and the, um, that's just the nature of it. But we're coming along. We've got plenty of time. I was going to say, what's the deadline? Well, if we want to have it uh, in time for the primary ballot in June of 24, we have to have it in by February 12th. Okay. Uh, And if uh, for the general election in November of 2024, then we've got till toward the end of June. Okay. Now, you're right. It is tough because um, it's, it's sometimes very difficult to find a central location where it's busy and people come to you that would allow you to do that type of thing. Uh, I've been going to people that I know or going to farmsteads and stuff in my area. But the one thing that I, I have made arrangements for is I am, I'm, I'm 
happened to be friends with a, a local bar owner, and I am going. We're going to have a tea party. <laughs> and I said, "All right, you got you got a week. Let everybody know that there's a tea party, and uh, you can make Long Island teas. I don't care." I said, "But we'll be here from this time to this time, and this is where I I can get the signatures and stuff." And so I'm trying to think outside the box as well as just driving to Farmstead to Farmstead to talk about people. The one thing that 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 does bother me is. Everybody is upset, but so few people seem to know that the initiative's an option. How come do you think, why do you think that might be? Well, I, I'm not You're out sure. there, I mean, you're doing your thing, but why right. do you think there's the, I don't want to say apathy, but people have just seemed to have been, been exhausted and are, are disengaged. Yeah. Well, I, 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 so I think there's probably a couple of components I don't think that it's particular to North Dakota or to the initiative process. I think in general, there's a significant portion of the populace that isn't politically engaged, doesn't really know, doesn't really care. Um, and they're leading their lives busily, maybe, maybe um, you know, ostriches with their head in the, in the sand. It's hard to say. Um, and then I think probably that general sense has heightened somewhat because there's so much uh, discord and um, uh, it's it's very it's fairly uncivil. You know, you you want to ask a question and you get shouted down, or you, you oh, yeah. offer an opinion and and you risk being labeled. And so I think that makes people want to tune out even more. Well, I gotta admit, um, you know, when I'm visiting my neighbors that I know, it's not it's not as tough. But you know, for me driving up to a farmstead where I've got somebody in a plot book, so I have an idea of who they are and things, and, and but I don't know how I'm going to be received. It's a little, you know, you never know. I just <laughs> I haven't had a dog sit on me yet, so I guess I'm feeling pretty lucky about that. But but right. it's it's it is tough. It 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 is very difficult and. And people in today's world, like you said, are a little reticent to have an opinion until they know what the other person's opinion is because it's scary. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. You know, what's nice about the property tax measure is that it it isn't particularly political, meaning it's not left or right. It's not Democrat, Republican. It's it's not conservative, liberal. Right. It's just uh, we in North Dakota... Uh, are very unhappy about a particular tax. We're in a good situation with overall state revenue, a, a tremendously unique situation that regardless of where you're at, at on any political spectrum, this is a great opportunity. So it, what I like is we don't even have to get into politics. I agree, because that's what I've been, I've been going to people, how do you feel about your property taxes and stuff? And there's not been a single person that I've spoken to that hasn't been in some way or another distressed about the recent increases that they've seen, uh, which can only be quantified as astronomical. And there's there's no one I've spoken to that, that has said that they're perfectly fine with it. Of course, I haven't spoken to a city employee or a city person because they're obviously fairly fine with it. So are county people. And of course, if you work for the school district, most of them are good with it. But everybody that's outside of that small little enclave seems to be experiencing, I would say, sticker shock from the last couple of years and the the increases that that are that are hitting us now you mentioned something about the reserves so i'm going to take a real quick minute here and i'm going to play a doug burgum video that 
incensed me when I saw it. And in fact, I'm carrying with me to show people when, when they ask about the property taxes. Polly, can you do that? All righty. Tax package because we did uh, when the when the legislature left last spring, they had a forecast. In the months of May and June, we exceeded that forecast between additional revenue and turn back by nearly three hundred million dollars. And so the proposed bill that was voted today uh, was an up or down vote. Do we want to put give people in our state? dollars back that they've paid in. That's what it was about. It wasn't about procedure. It wasn't about policy. It wasn't about, is this the right time? It certainly wasn't about, do we have enough reserves because our reserves are overflowing. I mean, we you know had set with a record ending balance, nearly one and a half billion dollars, close to 400 million unobligated in another second checking account called the Strategic Investment Improvement Fund, SIF. And so between the between the two of those, and then we're over reserved between in all of our rainy day funds, and then we're double reserved because we reserve for K twelve both in foundation aid stabilization fund and in the rainy day fund, and so we've got billions in reserves. We had billions in in uh, cash sitting around from ending balances, and this forty six million represents literally it's it's less than than two weeks revenue that we're bringing into the state right now, probably closer than one week during some weeks, these high, high thing. You know, there's uh, 104 weeks in a biennium, and, and with a couple billion in cash laying around, if we can't figure out how to give, you know, one weeks of revenue back to the citizens of North Dakota, uh, you know, again, I guess I would just have to say extreme disappointment on behalf of the citizens that we couldn't find our way because in the end we had 16... 16 uh, Republican senators that voted for the tax relief, and, and we had um, 27 that voted with four Democrats to vote it down. And, and I just say, I just say on behalf of the citizens that, that could still have, going. Uh, that, that okay. use those dollars. The, the thing is, is that what I want everybody to focus on is all those reserves and stuff that he's talking about. And when he's talking about giving people their taxes back, he's talking about his own personal uh, income tax initiative, which uh, I've done some of the math on that. And while I'm not a math wizard, I've asked other people who are, and they've done some wonderful cogitating. And they found out that the basic income tax that you'll be getting back under the Bergen plan, as I like to call it, is little to nothing unless you're making over $500,000 a year or more. Then you'll see something that's significant. But for the rest of us out here in the trenches who aren't making that, it's basically pennies. But the one thing I want you to understand is 400 millions in over-reserved, uh, 46 million he refers to as less than two weeks revenue, 300 million exceeded. We have billions of dollars, according to his own words. And we can't seem to manage to get any property tax relief. And I think when I play that video for people, they're like, what? I mean, I hate to use somebody's own words against them, but this is, this is a guy that's sitting on a ton of money. This is the legislature that's sitting on a ton of money. And we've got people out here who are literally spending over $750 more a week than they did under the previous president to survive, and then they're getting property tax increases that are through the roof. I don't know, Rick. What do you think? Yeah. 
Well, yeah, it, Bergam really laid it out for us unintentionally. And that is, he said uh, more than once there, a couple, a couple few billion laying around in cash. And what he's referring to is that at the end of the biennium, which ended in at the end of June, they had $3 billion of revenue that they had not spent previously. And so what the legislature did is created a budget based on the forecast for the upcoming two years of how much revenue they thought the state was going to get and the $3 billion remaining. And what they did between the Senate and the House is they fought over do we do do we give property tax relief or income tax relief and regardless of how you feel about one versus the other the key about their fight is they were fighting because they did not want to go over 500 and some million dollars of tax relief so so they had 3 billion extra mm-hmm. but they wanted and so it amounts to it amounts to about 16% they thought in their wisdom and their grand generosity that they could placate the citizens by giving them 16% of the extra money they realized they had. But then they got to spend the additional 84% on more pet projects. That's what that to me, that's the take. There there are two parts. Take home message. Number one, there truly is an excess amount of revenue as laid out by governor Burgum just now. The second part is, the legislature will not give you any significant tax relief. It doesn't matter that it's a supermajority of so-called Republicans. They will not do it. They voted down so many property tax reform and relief bills this last session. They're doing the very least they can. And keep what they did is uh, with property tax, they made it so that people will get $500 tax credit on their home if they go and fill out a form and request it, if you don't know about it, you don't get it. Right. And it's for two years, and then it goes away. Yep. So they had $3 billion left over, and they're allowing us, if we work for it, to get $500 a year for two years, and then it goes away. And they have the gall. One of one of the lobbyists said, hey, listen, we don't don't support this property tax measure. We have to let the tax relief package the legislature did, we have to let it play out and see what it's going to do. What do you mean what it's going to do? It's going to go away in two years. Yep. It's phenomenal. And I'm, I'm really sick and tired because the, the property taxes have been an issue that have come up at, at more than this last session. And I'm not talking the special session. I'm talking the last couple of sessions. And they keep saying, "Oh, don't you don't put that on the ballot. Don't you worry about it because we're gonna we're gonna handle that. We're gonna handle that for you. So don't you do that." And then they do nothing. Now I feel like Lucy and Charlie Brown with the football because because every time you believe them when they say they're going to give you real property tax relief, and I see twenty five bucks, I'm, I'm just like, "Oh, hell to the no!" You know, just just stop. With the, with the placating BS, because I've had it, I've heard it, and I'm done. And that's why I'm so far behind you on this measure. But first, really quick, before we get back to this, I have to go to Oh Four Heaven's Cakes, because there's nothing better than treating yourself to some good homemade baked goods, and that's where Oh Four Heaven's Cakes comes in. You'll find the best cupcakes and cakes for free, <laughs> excuse me, for any special occasion, or for just a treat. I wish they were free. <laughs> 
but we don't always get what we want. Walk in and find out more. But I'm warning you, you will not only won't want to leave, but you're going to walk out with your hands full at Oh for Heaven's Cakes, which is located on the north back side of the Grand Cities Mall. They're open Tuesdays through Friday from 10 to 4 and Saturdays from 9 to noon. Call 701-757-CAKE. That's 701-757-2253 or go to oforheavenscakes at yahoo.com and you can be a beautiful cupcake in a world full of muffins. Oh, for heaven's cakes in the Grand Cities Mall. Try them today. Okay, now, Dr. Becker. Yes. Uh, you have terrified Governor Burgum, who has came out swinging and said that he is not a supporter of the initiated measure to do away with property taxes. He says, I can't imagine a bigger disaster for the state than to try to fix property tax by having no fix in the cost of local government. It just changes who pays the bill. There is no such thing as property tax relief if local subdivisions get to decide how much they spend while somebody else pays for it. What do you have to say to that first part of his quote? Well, he's completely wrong. Um, what he's saying is 100% false. Now, Kit, there are, there are two possibilities here. One is that he's intentionally lying because he wants to misrepresent what, what this measure does to scare people off. Or the other is he didn't have the gumption, call it laziness, I guess, he didn't have the gumption to actually read the measure. Because if he had read the measure, he would, he would immediately realize what he's saying is not true. Now, if what he's saying was true, his argument would be valid and I would agree with it. But it's not. So what he's saying is, is some rendition of the measure that would have perhaps been done in 2012. And even that's a misinterpretation. But what he's saying is that this measure will require the state to replace everything that property tax is paying for now. And the cities and counties can just make up whatever budget they want, and the state has to pay for it. This measure does not do anything like that. It, it is very, very clear. If you actually take three minutes to read the measure, what it does, Kit, is it says the state has so much money that the state can replace to every political subdivision, city, county, township, park district, school district, everything that that political subdivision received in 2025. Technically, it says what it levied in 2024. Almost okay. the same thing. And that's what it replaces every year going forward. So that means that you and I and all of your listeners can, whatever they're paying in 2025, they will keep in their pocket forevermore, year after year after year. That's what the state pays. There's no subjectivity. There's no coming to Bismarck and begging the legislature. There's no getting the state involved in the locals' budgets. They just look in the book that the sec that the uh, uh, tax commissioner has. Boom, that's the number they pay. It's written there. They don't need to spend an extra hour in the legislature because it's none of their damn business. They just pay that amount. Then the cities, counties, all political subdivisions can determine their budgets every year going forward, just like they would have otherwise. And any amount that they need to increase from what their 2024 levies were they can still generate that revenue. They just can't do it with property tax. They can do it with sales tax, or they could do it must, much more likely. The, the thrust is going to be from what I call infrastructure fees or municipal operations fees, which would go to the property owners, um, or assessments or bonding. The thing is that this measure does not take care of the big spenders in cities and counties. It's up to the voters to do that. But 
it makes it much more fair. It makes it much more transparent. When the cities and counties need to increase their revenue by these other means, the average citizen has much more access. You can go to the city and county commission meetings. You can give public input. You can force it to a public vote. So it's not like property tax. It's not like these valuations that an assessor puts on and says, well, now your house is worth this much. Right. And you have no say whatsoever. It's a stealth tax, right? So it's it's much more ethical, fair, transparent, and no one's ever going to get kicked out of their house because they couldn't have pay, afford to pay for increasing property taxes. So in a nutshell, the state takes some of the money they're wasting. They replace the property tax we're paying now, but cities and counties retain 100% control, determine their budgets going forward, and can still raise the revenue. Therefore, what Bergam is saying, utter nonsense. Well, the thing that I found was interesting was he was saying, think about it. You're going to dinner and people can order whatever they want, but somebody else is going to get stuck with the tab. Bergam says all it does is shift the burden. But I have to say, this is a man that has profited himself through TIFFs. TIFFs shift the burden. And, and he's built downtown Fargo and a bunch of other things through property tax incentives, which means that the new people coming in or whatever get several years without having to worry about it. And they go, oh, but, but, but they'll be paying in the end. But who's paying now? Yep. It, to me, when I was teaching, I always said to my students, I said, you know when there's a cable company or a, or a cell phone company that says, oh, this is a great special deal, but it's only for new customers. I said, don't you get a little pissy sometimes because you say, hey, dude, I've been with you for years. Where's my special thing that you're going to give me? And they go, oh, no, 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 because we know you're not going anywhere. You're, 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 you're stuck. You're going to stay. So you, you don't get any of the special stuff. Only the new people get special stuff. I said, don't you get a little pissy about that? And my students all went, well, yeah, we never thought of it, Bob. Yeah, but yeah, that's, that, that does bother us. I said, welcome to property taxes. Yeah. Because with these well, tips and right. everything you know, else, it's the same story, is it not? Yeah, it is. The A lot of these elected officials that and lobbyists that are opposed to the measure, they understand that they have been using property tax as an incentive, a property tax abatement, credit, what have you. So they use they know that they can attract businesses by giving them breaks on property tax, which, as you pointed out, just shifts the burden to the people who are still paying property tax. What's interesting is they recognize that it's an incentive, but they're opposed to it because if we give that benefit, not just to their favorites, you know, exactly. the, the, them picking winners and losers, not to their favored industries and, and big business, but to everyone, to you and me, to every business, it takes their power away. They can no longer grant the special favors. It, it's, it's, it's really phenomenal when you think about it. They, they would, to retain that kind of power, to retain the the play money that the that the especially especially the state has to retain the ability to to pull the strings, they are going to try and deny the citizens of North Dakota this amazing benefit. See, and that's what ticks me off so badly because we have elderly people that are losing their homes. We have oh, they're they're being forced out because they they have to do as do I do I pay my property taxes do I eat this month do I have my my prescription meds I mean and we have we have single parents we have young young couples with kids that are finding that. 
they're having to stay in apartments when what they really want is to be in a home. And a lot of what's in a in a home, especially with the mortgages and the interest rates and stuff right now, is the doggone property taxes. Mm-hmm. Because uh, I was trying to explain to folks that Bruce and I moved out to Hillsboro on a farmstead because, number one, it was a house we could afford. The valuations weren't through the roof. Number two, the property taxes at that time were reasonable. And number three, it was the lifestyle that we wanted. And that's also how they built places like West Fargo and other things. People wanted to be near Fargo but didn't want to pay for all the, the, the stuff that Fargo added onto their homes. That's what built West Fargo. Now what's West Fargo doing? The exact same thing that Fargo did. They're pricing people out of their homes. That's why that school bond referendum was voted down last time. That's why we in Hillsboro voted it down. We are going under, and nobody in the, in the powers that be seems to care that the people that helped build these towns are going under. Yep. Yeah, you're exactly right. You know, one thing I, I want to point out, too, Oh, by the way, I want to emphasize people should go to endpropertytax.com and check out the website. There is a ton of information, good short videos, infographics, Q&A, the documentary we did for Mr. Tibor, who's going to lose his business to property tax. And and, uh, fortunately, uh, our supporters saved saved that situation. But what I want to get to is Burgum, that you you showed what his misstatements um, but that's what's being said over and over and over by elected officials and lobbyists across the state. They repeat these lies, but they will not have a public forum, a debate or a discussion. No one will come on air and discuss it with me. What I hear is, is from uh, various hosts that, that they don't want to debate until after it's on the ballot. What that means is they want to com- com- continue repeating their lies over and over and over for several more months with such frequency that everyone believes the lies because they've heard it so often. And then they're going to worry about debating. If they're going to come out against it, they should have the integrity to be able to discuss it publicly. And I'll tell you what, I, I, if you find anyone that's will, that's opposed to this and willing to discuss it publicly, I will talk with them. I, Governor Burgum, love to. Um, Nick Archuleta, head of the teachers union, would love to. The League of Cities, League of Counties, any of the le- elected state officials, city commissioners, county commissioners, anybody who is willing to defend their statement on why this, they believe this measure is bad, I would be happy to have the public discussion and let people actually listen to the facts. Well, people that I've talked to, they've, they've said, well, well, how are we going to pay for things? I said, ah, that's the key. I said, here's the thing. People are actually going to have to work. Our legislators, our city, and our counties are actually going to have to do real budgets, and they're going to have to stick to them. You and I have to formulate a budget. We have to stick to our budgets or bad things happen. When they get stuck, all they do is go back to the piggy bank and say, oh, look, your house is assessed for more. And, oh, look, your property taxes are going. Don't you worry. The way you're getting all this stuff for infrastructure. Meanwhile, my road remains unplowed. The roads that I'm driving on and the cities that I go to have huge holes and stuff. That's what frustrates me so bad is when you talked about lies, 
I'm so tired of people using scare tactics. Like we we won't have any teachers in the schools, and we don't have any now. We're going to have our roads fall apart. This is going to happen. That's going to happen. Uh, I believe, unfortunately, it was Joseph Goebbels who said, "If you report, uh, if you repeat a lie often enough and loud enough, it will become the truth." And yeah. therefore, there's people that are going to be hearing this this back talk of, oh, we're going to go back to being a third world country if you if you take away property taxes, you can't do that. No, legislators, county commissioners, and city commissioners are going to actually have to budget and stick within budgets and figure out how to do something without the magic money fairies anymore. Well, but but a kid, I'll, I think it also needs to be said that that's what we hope they do, but. They, there's no loss of revenue. So how are we going to potentially lose teachers? How are we going to, I've heard we, oh, you won't be able to afford a fire truck. If the state is replacing everything dollar for dollar through 2024 mm-hmm. and the cities and counties can raise whatever additional revenue they need, there's no loss of revenue. If there's no loss of revenue, how can there be a loss of service? It doesn't make any sense. People say, oh, if, if you get rid of property tax, that means you're getting rid of everything that property tax is paying for. Absolutely not true. What's paying for property tax is a pot of money. What difference does it make for the services if the pot of money is being filled with you and I paying our property tax statements or if the pot of money is being filled with the hundreds of millions of dollars that are wasted by the state every year? It's a pot of money. That's what pays for the services. No money is lost to the cities and counties. Therefore, no services need to go away. Well, and the thing that's really bothering me so much is the fact that our own governor has stated it's not just a pot of money. It's this pot of money over here. It's that pot of money over here. It's this pot of money over here. He mentioned at least three separate pots of money, and then he even said, well, we had so much, we had to, we had to open up another one. I'm sitting here going, dude. Knock it off. You've been lying through your teeth, and then you turn around and tell us how good you're doing, and then you go, oh, well, but but you can't have your money back. Really quickly, we have to do a quick profit margin for Churchill's shoes. Take it away, Paul. October is SAS month at Churchill's Shoes in the Grand Cities Mall. Churchill's Shoes is in their new location, and all SAS shoes are on sale all October long. Churchill's Shoes has been in business for over 65 years and know what the best shoes are for your comfort and well-being. It's SAS Shoes. Churchill's Shoes can cater to all your footwear needs, whether men's or women's shoes, from slim to triple wide. Open Monday through Friday from 9 to 5 and Saturdays from 9 to 3. Call 701-772-8256 or go online at churchillshoesnd.com. SAS Shoes, your feet will be glad you got them at Churchill's Shoes in the Grand Cities Mall. Yes, don't forget they're having one heck of a sale right now. So get out there. Your feet will be glad you did. Okay, again, you even mentioned it too. Local government organizations oppose the measure, saying it would usurp local control. Tell me again how they're going to maintain all that local control but still get the money. Okay, and that's the that this is the really it's it's so simple it's almost like you can't believe it because it's too it's too good too simple too easy so everything that the cities and counties have been raising for property tax will be replaced dollar for dollar cent for cent by the state okay the reason they retain control is because of that money the state has no say whatsoever on how they spend it 
They have no say on whether it, they're, they're, they should give less or more. They must replace at that level. So that's, that's one part. Then the other part is to whatever degree that a city or county says, well, we need more this year. Great. Mm-hmm. You can have more. You make the budget however you want, just like you do right now. If you feel like you really need to jack up that budget, great. Go ahead and do it. Now your citizens are going to have to accept that you're increasing their fees, increasing their taxes. You know, maybe they don't like that, but they have 100% control of the budget. The, the, maybe what they don't like is that you and I, the average citizen, gets more control because we have a better chance of stopping runaway spending. At that but level. When it comes... When it comes to cities and counties and what they can do, they can do literally everything they can do now when it comes to budgeting. They will be able to raise whatever revenue they need. Whatever money the state gives them is set. It's in a book that they simply refer to each year. No strings are attached. There's no subjectivity. No no uh, east versus west, urban versus rural, Fargo against the rest of the state. There's nothing. Um, and so autonomy is retained by the cities and counties. So that means to me, then I have the responsibility to be able to go to my city commission or my county commission, whatever we want to call it, and go, guys, um, you raised this or you raised that. How is that being spent and why? Which gives me a lot more power than it does when it's the state legislature meeting every two, two years. Right. And so, yeah, it, let's say that, that Hillsborough wanted to, they, they decided their budget needed to be half a million dollars more. The way things are now, what they would do is just increase your valuations and increase your mill levy until another half a million dollars was generated. Going, going forward, they can still say, well, our budget, we need a half million dollars more. But now what they need to do is pass fees and taxes. They can still do it. And if the people in Hillsborough agree then it's going to be fine. If the people in Hillsborough don't agree, they have a better chance at stopping it instead of having these stealth taxes where the the county, the city can just do it and the the average citizen has almost no recourse. So this doesn't take away control except to the extent that the average citizen is more likely, more able to be able to voice their concerns. I've talked to some people who are in real estate, and they've gotten very panicked saying, well, you, you, you can't get rid of property taxes. And these are the people that tend to benefit very much, especially for new developments and stuff, from the TIF structure. So uh, when you're looking at things like specials and other things for new developments as, as areas start to expand and stuff, is that going to be then for new road development, sewer systems and stuff, is that all going to come down to the county and the city? to, well, to the, Or how so is that going to be handled? This doesn't address specials. People hate specials too. You know, I wish this one measure could solve all the problems in the world, but um, this only solves the property tax problem. It doesn't solve specials. Um, and so it's up to the cities and counties to to do that type of infrastructure the same way you know they've been doing it with specials. And they're looking at better... Uh, fairer ways to do that as well, but that's not part of this measure. Okay. So when I'm taking a look at this, this is basically going to say then whatever I was paying in 20, going to pay in 2025 on my property taxes, when, in other words, if this passes, when does it take effect? When, when do my property taxes go by? 
So this what this the measure, just so that if people look at the measure and they're not confused, the measure says that the state will replace everything that was levied in 2024. Okay. Um, what's levied in 2024 is what you and I pay in 2025. What would have been levied in 2025 is what's now prohibited. So what would have been levied in 2025 is what you would pay in 2026. Okay. So when this passes in November of 2024, you will still need to pay your property taxes in January, February, March of 2025. But then 2026, that $2,000, $4,000, dollars that you paid in property tax in 2025 now stays in your pocket. And in 2027, that same two, four, five thousand dollars stays in your pocket. 2028, same thing, over and over and over. 20, 20 years down the road, you've got 20 times what you're paying in property taxes that you've kept in your pocket and haven't given uh, to, to government that absolutely does not need that revenue when so much is sitting in the state coffers. Plus, you don't have to worry about missing payments for three years and then ending up having somebody sell your house because it's no longer your house and not only take the money that you owe in property taxes, but take everything that comes out of that auction. Yeah, well, yeah, that's a, that's another story, isn't it? But right, you're no longer have to worry about being kicked out of your home. No longer have to worry because if you're on a fixed income uh, uh, that you can't afford increasing property taxes, that you got to move out of your lifelong home. You know, all of those really immoral aspects of property tax uh, are done away with. The unfairness of picking winners and losers, and some people pay, some people don't. Some people business special businesses get special advantages. All that goes away. There are some people that have a real problem um, that that homesteads on farms, you know, aren't paying property tax or to the to the same degree. Uh, you know, there's so many different aspects. If everyone gets benefit, then no one else is worried about whether they're paying someone else's share. This is just this is really good for every single North Dakotan. Well, the the other thing that I always thought about it is it's it's sort of counterproductive because if you do make any improvements to your home, which everybody would like to see their neighborhoods kept up and things. And so if you're making improvements to your home, you get nailed for it. No pun intended, but you do. You you, yeah. pe- you pound a nail, you put up a door or whatever, and suddenly the value of your house goes up again. And you're, so you are, there's no incentive to take care of your property anymore. Yeah. Well, and the value of your property goes up even if you don't. Right. Put I found that out. Yeah. Yeah, and it's. Um, I, I guess we didn't say it, but I do want to clarify. This includes all agriculture land too. Would there there be no property tax on any type of property going forward? Well, I know that's going to thrill a lot of my farmers because when we had the Hillsboro uh, bond come through for the schools, they were going to be taking on an unprecedented burden. An interesting thing, though, and it, they even printed it in the paper, which is how I found out about it. One of our, in fact, it was our mayor, and they were talking about about property tax rates and, and things like that in the city of Hillsborough, and he actually made the comment, well, we better hurry up and get, get these assessments and these property taxes um, in, and, uh, under, the, under the door because he says this property tax initiative is coming and, and we may end up having all that taken away. I thought that was extremely interesting position hmm. for him to take. Yeah, yeah, it, it is. You'd think that uh, a, a person who's being a good steward of the people's money would just do their proper diligence and uh, 
budget properly and raise money accordingly. And that and that, that would be the end of the story and not trying to play games. Yeah, and I, I almost fell out of my chair because it was printed in the paper. We have to hurry and make sure that we get these increases just in case that initiative passes so we, we've got it all set there. So it's like they're, they're even doubly increasing us right now just in case the initiative passes so that they've got the money that you're talking about. And, of course, has anybody ever had their property taxes go down? Because the values of houses go up and down depending on market and everything else. But I've never had my property taxes decrease. Have you? There are some people that have had them decrease a little bit. But if you look over the span of any five-year period, it's always up and usually up significantly. But there have been some attempts of of the legislature to give property tax relief have failed miserably, but they have in in some circumstances caused a very temporary blip, downward blip, before they start to trend way back up again. It's almost like somebody notices that, oh, we've lost a little bit of revenue, or, or oh, they have a little bit more in their pockets, so that's more for us to take. That's the right. one thing that, that, that I am concerned about, is that if the property taxes go away, and they all of a sudden realize we have more in our pockets that they're going to suddenly become very inventive in finding other ways for them to get at that money that they now know we've got. Right. Well, there is that possibility. You might have some bad actors like that. But again, what we've done when in passing this is we've taken away the most um, obscure, the most difficult to understand, and the most difficult to get uh, to rectify, uh, which is property tax. They may say, oh, this is awesome, um, you know, let's say Kit now uh, keeps $4,000 in her pocket every year from this property tax thing. Let's tax her an extra $4,000 a year. Now, of course, it's not just going to be you. It's going to be everybody. And, and I don't foresee those elected officials keeping their job because we, the citizens, know what was passed. We know what the intent was, and that is that we are given uh, the tax relief. There, There is no legitimate reason that they would have to say, we need to we need to jack up our budget so much that we're taking more from the people. I, I just yes, in theory it's a risk. I don't see playing it playing out that way because one thing we know about elected officials is they love to keep their jobs. Well, the other thing that I'm I'm seeing is the fact that this is making a lot of legislators and a lot of people, a lot of city commissioners and county commissioners, very very uncomfortable. And I have often found when I'm dealing with politicians, if something makes them this uncomfortable, you've got to have something good on your side. <laughs> yeah, that's probably true. I mean, this whole process to, to, to get into it and fully understand it means to have also learned and fully appreciated the extent of the overspending of the state, the extent of how our coffers are filled, the extent uh, to which we have the ability to do this without raising taxes. And once people are aware of that, then the elected officials know that the, the gig is up and they, they don't have this play money that they can use as big power brokers and picking the winners and losers and handing private businesses these tens and hundreds of millions of dollars. That's the one thing that has always bothered me about tips and things is, is the ability. I call it crony capitalism because it's the ability of a few people to decide that a few other people benefit while the rest of the folks pay for it. Nothing is ever free. I always stress that to my students. Somebody somewhere is paying for that, whether it's 
if in for Thanksgiving, we have Thanksgiving come up, coming up here pretty soon. Your Thanksgiving turkey may be reduced, but the laundry soap or something else is going to be increased to cover that sale or the, the, the free part. And people don't ever seem to understand that. And so uh, when I look at, at this, I, I've often said to Governor Burgum's income tax issue is, I can choose whether or not I want to work. If I want to make more money, I can, can work more or whatever. But you can take my home quite literally at a whim because all you have to do is price me out of it through my property taxes. And that's scary. That's scary yeah. power. Yeah, it absolutely is. You know, if, um, as we're talking here, it occurs to me, people, some listeners may be thinking, well, okay, I get it. The state covers a big part of it. And then future revenue is still addressed by the locals. That's how they retain co- local control. I get all that. But how does the state replace that? And so I, I again, would encourage people to go to endpropertytax.com. And if you go to the about page, there's an infographic. It gives a lot of details. It explains how we can determine how much we're overspending and it gives good examples. It's And I, I think I call it in the infographic a smorgasbord for the legislature. It, it's a smorgasbord of overspending and corporate welfare and pork and bloated government. They can choose from, they can pick and choose to come up with the billion dollars per year that they need. And so the money is there. I encourage people to check it out, go to the site, see actual examples of this corporate welfare that, that you're talking about, that I'm talking about, where they're giving tens and hundreds of millions of dollars to private corporations that if it was their own money, it would not be happening. I'm going to get right back to that. We're going to do our last profit margin break for executive properties, and then I have a text that question I need to ask you. Are you still putting off that project around the house that's been bugging you forever? Do you think you can wait until spring and call a contractor and have the work done ASAP? Well, good luck with that. Executive Properties has openings right now to get that project done. In fact, you can check out their Google reviews. Diane says Executive Properties did a roof project and remodeled a bathroom in our house. We were happy with their quality of work and the projects were completed in a timely manner. We will use Executive Properties for our next home project. Get that project done sooner than later. Call Executive Properties, 701-330-1273. All right, we're back. And don't forget that you need to sign up for your snow removal from Executive Properties. And even though we got a little and it disappeared, we're going to get plenty more. Okay, so the text that I just got says, Do rental properties that house illegals with government assistance also have to pay property taxes? I would assume that's a case-by-case basis, but do you know? Yeah, yeah. There's no, uh, there's no property tax abatements for apartment owners. I mean, I'm sure they get other government assistant assistance, and I suppose you can say if government's giving you subsidies in in one way, you you know you can use that to pay property tax. But no, there's no. They, they still technically pay property tax. So. Well, and I've there's another thing where I've been uh, I've been told from people who rent. Well, you're going to get all of the money and I'm not going to get any relief in the rent uh, and I've, I've looked right at them because we have rentals and I've said no no you don't understand as my property taxes go up so go with your rent if my yeah. property tax stays stable so will your rent uh, you may still be able to see you, things go up like your utilities and stuff but that's that's not my department my my thing is the property taxes so when 
I, because I know there's people out there trying to arm renters against this by telling them that only the evil landlords are going to benefit, that though those people that rent will not be seeing any of this. Do you understand that that's happening as well? Oh, of course. Yeah. Um, and it, it, whether you're renting an apartment or you're a small business owner renting space for your business, the rent, as you've said, kid, is is largely determined by the landlord's expenses. If the expenses go up, the rent goes up. If the expenses go down, one of two things happens. It depends on if the if there's open uh, space in the market and the, the landlord is really trying to get their spaces filled, you will see the rent go down. And I can say as a commercial landlord in Bismarck, that's exactly what happened. Um, but and if you, even if you don't, you'll find that the rent won't go up like it would have otherwise. A second component is that people who rent will find that when the, their landlord has better cash flow, they will be able to do improvements yes. that make it a, a better quality of living for the people that are renting. The third thing is for the people who are renting apartments, if they are inclined to want to get their first home or a home, this makes it easier to afford to get into that home because you're no longer paying a monthly, uh, in, into your monthly escrow, you're no longer paying for property tax. So that I, drops I off a couple couple few hundred easily every month on what you'd have to pay for a home. So this makes, this is a win. I don't care if you're renting or not. This is a win for renters. Well, and that happened to my, myself and I, when my husband and I bought the farmstead, we, 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 did a little ran the numbers and stuff and had our our monthly house payment and we moved out there and it sure sure shoot and as soon as we moved in there there was somebody that came around and they actually said oh yeah well well we looked into windows there then you know because you weren't home so we looked into windows and and bang we got a we got an increase in our property taxes which of course increased my mortgage and i kind of went but we were able to to adjust, but I'll be honest with you, 50 extra buck, bucks a month for your first home as a first-time homeowner, was it wasn't easy. Yep, And, exactly. I mean, like you said, I, I peeked into windows, dear Dan, and suddenly my, my valuation went up, and I'm just, I'm looking, I'm looking at the guy going, well, now I'll learn to keep my curtains closed when I leave the house at this point, because I just was floored, but... Again, you're a new homeowner. You don't know what you can do about it. And the answer is even if you, what are you going to do? Yeah. 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 It's, it's uh, the valuations really is one of the most problematic things. That's, that's what's forcing people out of their homes. That's where we have no recourse. Somebody that you, in many cases you don't know, maybe is not even from your area is, and, and you certainly didn't vote for. Yep. An unelected person is determining how much tax you're going to pay. That's the problem with, one of the problems, one of the several problems with property tax. Well, I've got 10 minutes left, but I'd like to ask you if you've got any special feelings about the special session and how everybody was dragged back for the week and what, what occurred and what didn't occur that you thought should have and well, what occurred, that I type of thing. I thought it was fantastic. The, the lawsuit wasn't because of too many, um, too many things jammed into the bill, but the effect was that there was too many things jammed into the bill. <laughs> and um, I love that they had to come back because the, those of us that are conservatives hated that budget, uh, OMB bill, Office of Management and Budget, because it, it turned into an omnibus bill. That was ev- where everyone's pet projects went. And they, they actually don't even hide it because it, they don't need to. It's difficult enough to find. 
But there are things that are voted down during the legislative session. If you're one of the power players in the legislature, you don't care that the legislature voted against your idea because what you do is at the very last minute, you slip it into the OMB bill. And everyone passes the OMB bill because it's the last one. The OMB passed, I think, at two in the morning on the last legislative day this last session. Everybody's tired. Everybody want to go home. The farmers need to get to their fields. Yep. Everybody's tired. Everyone wants to get it. It passes. And so the crap that gets jammed in there is phenomenal. It's an embarrassment. And so they, they came back. They had to separate that out. They separated that OMB into 14 bills, Kit. Yep. That tells you how much crap they jammed in there. So everyone's pet projects, the pork, pork get, uh, spending gets shoved in there. I'm glad they had to do that. Now, as far as things that I'm a little bit outraged about, they voted for $125 million for a specific private business to develop a fertilizer plant by hydrolysis, by producing hydrogen. This private business is also going to get a ton of federal money because it's it's hydrogen. It's part of that whole thing that that uh, Hoven voted for. Um, $125 million. Your, te- your money, my money, is going to a private business. If it was a good, profitable business, why would they need our money? They don't. Yeah, they uh, don't. Okay, $2 million is going to the newly created Office of Legal Immigration. They yes. They $2 million of your money and my money to pay businesses to hire foreigners. Okay, <laughs> did, did you hear me, Kit? I heard you. Not happy. $2 million of your money and my money <laughs> no. to hire foreigners. Now, I don't care if they want to hire foreigners. Why the hell am I paying for a private business to hire foreigners? Let them pay for hire. Now, here's the thing. If we pass the property tax measure, it is going to draw so many young families into North Dakota. Exactly. The draw of being the only state with no property tax will take care of our workforce development. And the idiocy of using tax dollars to hand to private businesses to go out and hire foreign workers will be completely evident i i'm just i'm just so tired of being the the piggy bank for everybody's uh social justice movement shall i say i mean if if it's the green movement all right if it's that good why why do we have to subsidize every solar panel every windmill every every battery car why if it's that good of a deal why do I have to pay for it even though I don't want to use it and I have no plans to use it? I, same thing with, with hiring. It, the fact that we are building another freaking department for immigrants, and I will even say it, illegals are probably going to be a bulk of that. Why? Why? Yeah. Well, you know what's interesting is the this started off as the, um, let's see, it, uh, of health immigration. What yes. they were trying to do... What, the hospitals wanted free taxpayer money to help offset their costs because they have to hire foreigners. And in their in their documentation, they showed the tremendous number percentage-wise of foreigners that they're hiring. And I forget if it was in the upper 40s or low 60s. Frankly, doesn't matter. Doesn't. What they showed me as a thinker is that you have so many foreigners working for you, you clearly are successful in hiring foreigners. Therefore, you don't need the taxpayer dollars to help you hire foreigners. You're already doing it. 
Yep. And this this is the other thing that makes no no sense to me is is the the growth of the health and human services department and a lot of these other things. If they have this much money to give to private businesses and to 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 plan all of this other stuff, something tells me there's plenty of money there to get rid of property taxes. Yeah. Well, you go to that you go to that infographic I have on endpropertytax.com and and you'll be shocked at at, at the things there and that's only a, a fraction. I went through the 550 page budget in it with a comb and I just tried to pull out some of the uh the most interesting things. So, yeah, I encourage people check it out. You'll be you'll be shocked. When you see that, there's no question to say how are they going to pay for it. <laughs> well, every time I I talk to people about this they understand that their property taxes are going up. They understand that even though they're being told they're going up for more services, they're getting less. And they can't seem to wrap their heads around the fact that this continues year after year after year. And they complain. And when I talk to them, they go, but what are you going to do about it? And now I can look at them square in the eye and I can go, ah, I think I have a solution. Would you give us the, the one more time? I know you just did, but very slowly. How can they find out more and where can they, is, is there any special place that you have on the site where they can go find people to sign the petition? If you want, find me, but anything like yep. that? Yep, go to endpropertytax.com and there you will find an abundance of information, everything uh, all laid out for you, videos, uh, answers and questions, uh, an infographic, so on and so forth. You can look up where you can sign um, by by contacting some people. Also, businesses that are hosting the petition okay. are listed. Um, and so I encourage people to go there. And uh, we are looking for volunteers. And Kit, I appreciate you uh, and your volunteer efforts on this as well. No problem. And if I can find somebody who's willing to debate you, would you be willing to do that on air here? 100%. Awesome. I don't know who it is. I don't care who it is. I get 3 of them. They can they can tag team me. I'll I'll because Kit, this is this is an honest measure. And when you, when you have the truth on your side, you're not afraid to talk about the details. Awesome. cuz I would I would I would really love to be able to facilitate that because I got to tell you they're running scared. And there's a reason they're scared is because they know that this is a righteous movement here and it needs to go through. Thank you very much, Dr. Rick Becker on the Property Tax Initiative. Everybody, this is Kit Brennan coming to you Mondays, as always, from Common Sense Uncensored. Stay safe out there. And baby cakes, bye-bye.